Welcome to Your Key to Orlando Real Estate. This podcast brought to you by the experts of the Orlando Regional Realtor Association is your go-to listening for all things home buying and selling in Central Florida. Our podcast is released on the second Tuesday of every month and we'll be bringing what you need to know if you're thinking of buying or selling a home anywhere in this area. Tune in for topics such as qualifying for a mortgage, staging your home to sell, considering new construction options, and so much more. Of course, we'll always take a quick look at the current state of the Orlando housing market and its influence on buyers and sellers. You can look forward to a new Realtor host for each edition of Your Key to Orlando Real Estate. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm your host, Realtor Rose Kemp, celebrating 20 years serving the real estate market here in wonderful and sunny Central Florida. I also currently serve as your director at the Orlando Regional Realtor Association and vice chair of our communications committee. In this episode, we will be talking about the impact of coronavirus on Orlando's home buyers and sellers and on the practice of real estate and its professionals. Today, we are having two special guests, starting with Dr. Jesse Carone. He is a medical director for Advent Health Altamont Springs Emergency Department, here to discuss how you can stay safe during this unprecedented time. And later, Margie Grant, CEO at Florida Realtors, and she will be sharing with us what realtors are doing to keep their customers safe. As you may be aware, the state of Florida has identified real estate as essential and therefore exempt from its emergency order requiring businesses to close. Realtors and brokerages, along with related services such as title, mortgage, inspection, and others, are permitted to continue their operations because real estate is critical both to those seeking housing and to our local economy. Thank you for joining us, and let's jump right in. We are very grateful to have here today Dr. Jesse Carone, Medical Director for Advent Health, Altamont Springs Emergency Department. He is here to help us answer some questions on coronavirus to help you stay safe. Thanks for having me. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into this. Um, I have a few questions here uh, that we'd like to uh how do you help us answer for our consumers and, and our realtors as well? The first question we have for you is, how is the coronavirus more dangerous than the flu? The biggest thing there is, is that the mortality and morbidity from the coronavirus is higher than we usually see with the, with the flu. You know, the flu generally mortality is around like 0.1, 0 0.2% of the population. So it is significant, but we're talking about here with the COVID virus that we're talking about maybe one, two, as high as, you know, 4% in different populations around. So it can be challenging and certainly the mortality is, is higher. And in addition to that, morbidity, which would be how it impacts you, even if you survive, is likely higher as well, although we are learning more and more about this disease process as time goes on. And what is the risk of exposure to coronavirus? So the risk to exposure, I mean, you know, the general feeling is that this is transmitted by dr large droplets. So if you're 
someone's coughing, sneezing, and they're within a close proximity to, to an individual, they can give the, the virus to that other uh, person. Generally speaking, you know, we, from an epidemiology perspective, the risks or the numbers that we're looking at is that one person that's infected likely gives it to two and a half other people on average is the number that we're seeing right now. That may change over time as we learn more about the disease, but that's that's the rough estimate. So every one person that has a disease is probably transmitting it to 2.5 other people. And we suspect that as the overall impact on our population over time, that the large portion of our population will probably get this disease. Oh, wow. With that being said, what preventative measures may be taken to reduce the risk of contracting and spreading coronavirus? I think the social distancing is is the first and best thing that we can all do, limiting our activity outside of our homes, trying to maintain our six feet distance from, from one another, I think is really the, the key to that. You know, washing our hands frequently and making sure when we are out and about that we're not touching our, our face as difficult as that sometimes may may be. Those are the first and foremost things that we can all do to try to limit our exposure. I would say that populations that are at greater risk, you know, the elderly, people with comorbidities such as high blood pressure, diabetes, lung disease, the elderly, those populations need to be even more careful. But having said that, we see this disease in young people as well. So, you know, one of the things I think people may hear is that, oh, if you're old and sick, then you should be careful. But otherwise, if you're young and healthy, that just has not panned out to be the case. And looking at our own intensive care unit at Advent Health, we've had patients ranging in age there from 20 to 84. So a wide spectrum of of, uh, population, this, this disease will impact. So in the case of real estate business, as you know, um, we are an essential service. Uh, so obviously, you know, there's obvious things like hand washing, as you mentioned, sanitizing before and after showing. But is there anything else that can protect the clients as well as the realtors? Sure. A lot of realtors are offering virtual tours and they're setting up time for to make an appointment for a tour. So you limit the number of people that are walking through a house at, at one time. And I think those are those are great ideas. I'm mentioning again the social distancing and maintaining that six foot six foot distance. If you can do the social distancing, I think those are key aspects to that. I think there is probably some value, you know, to people to wearing a mask um, when they're doing these mm-hmm. showings and certainly limiting the number of people. I urge caution with masks and gloves. People do use them, but oftentimes we may not use them correctly as far as putting them on and taking them off. And we may inoculate ourselves or expose ourselves when we're touching the mask or taking the gloves on and off. So educating yourself on how to do that properly, I think is probably a good idea. And certainly I would limit the showings if at possible to to the population that is really interested in, in that and limiting the number of people at that one time. And maybe, you know, when you're walking through Maybe it's best if just the realtor is touching touching objects and you know if, you know opening the doors and so forth for people as they're walking them through and so forth. That's hard and challenging. It's certainly a different different way of running your guy's business than what you're used to and accustomed to. But Correct. those are some some examples of ways to try to protect yourselves and your clients. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. So you mentioned a little while ago, for instance, that. Some people, you know, some young people might believe that that they can't get the virus and there's myths like that going on out there. So what myth do you want to debunk about the coronavirus? That's one of the first ones is that this is not just a disease in the elderly or people with comorbidities or other medical major medical problems. This disease will affect affect a large part 
portion of our population, including the young people. I think, thankfully, children so far don't seem to have a very severe disease overall. So that's certainly a good thing for those of us that have children. But young adults can be severely impacted. And we've had a 20-year-old that was in our ICU and intubated and on a ventilator. So this this mm-hmm. can affect young people just as well as, as the elderly, although the elderly and people with comorbidities are potentially at a higher risk as far as we know. I think another myth is that the feeling that this may be over very quickly. Unfortunately, I think this is here for some time. We will be dealing with COVID certainly for the next couple of months. You know, right now the models are saying that our peak will be sometime around the end of April towards the beginning of May, but it will be after that too. And if we have done a good job as a population of social distancing, that will probably make this disease process last even longer, although not as severe from a global health perspective or from a you know local community health perspective. We won't overwhelm our resources, but the disease itself will be lasting along and will be impacting our life and changing our life like it has over the last month or so. Yeah, I think that the way we're practicing real estate is going to, I think that these changes will will stay. You know, I think that a lot of the things that we've changed as far as how we practice, what we're doing, we're just going to have to kind of continue with that for for a long time. I, I don't know that things will ever go to the way they were pre-coronavirus. We should all practice safety protocols and whatnot. So last but not least, I have a final question for you. What should anyone do if they're not feeling well? Most people, 80% of the people have mild to moderate disease. So they feel like they basically have a flu. You know, they have cough. Usually it's a dry cough. They have fever, body aches. They'll feel weak, tired. And that's expected. Usually it lasts for about a week or so, and then it gets better. Things to worry about. In general, you can treat yourself with that at home. You you know, make sure you're drinking plenty of fluids. You take Tylenol to help your fever and watch for any signs of things getting worse. And the big thing about things getting worse here are if you're getting shorter breath, that's a sign that you may be developing pneumonia. And those are the people that we're seeing that are doing poorly. It's because they're developing pneumonia and they're getting very shorter breath. So if you notice that you're getting up and walking to the bathroom and you're getting winded going to the bathroom and normally you can do that without a problem that's an area of concern and you should seek medical attention at that at that point you know there's lots of testing questions that are out there about should i get tested or so forth in my my personal feeling about that is that if you're not that ill you probably shouldn't go to the emergency department there are testing at centric cares and so forth and there's some other the county has a drive through center where you can get tested if you're sick, you're sick, and there's a good chance that you may have COVID. The big thing we worry about is whether you're not getting short, you're getting shorter breath, and whether you have pneumonia. And if you're worried about having pneumonia, that you're feeling shorter breath, that's when you should definitely seek medical attention. Okay, well, that's good to know, and we really, really appreciate all this information. Do you have any final parting words for us, as far as uh, for our consumers out there? Is there any parting words? Do you have any advice? Final advice? Sure. I mean, I would say that take this seriously. Be safe. Try to maintain your social distancing, wash your hands, and uh, take care of one another and be patient with one another. I think these are challenging times for everyone. Yes, I agree. Thank you so much, Dr. Karen, for spending the time with us uh, today, and we really appreciate it. You're very welcome. You take care. Thank you. You too. The safety and health of our customers is always the utmost priority for us realtors. So. We have in our toolbox a host of processes and procedures designed to keep customers safe and to help stop the spread of COVID-19. For example, realtors can make use of virtual technology 
to reduce in-person home showings, host virtual and live online open houses, and employ online platforms to move contracts back and forth between parties. To share with us more about what realtors are doing to keep customers safe, we have here with us Margie Grand. She is the Chief Management Officer of our state association, Florida Realtors. Margie's here to help answer some very important buyer and seller questions in hopes that this will help alleviate some of the concerns we are seeing as realtors coming from our consumers. We cannot thank you enough, Margie, for taking the time to help educate our listeners. Hi, Rose. How are you today? I'm doing great. We're really happy and fortunate to have you here with us. Happy to be here. So we got, uh, we received a couple of questions from consumers, and uh, we're hoping that you can help answer some of these. Um, the first question I have for you is, can I still buy or sell a home with the current state orders? The answer is yes. Real estate has been deemed an essential service in the state of Florida, which means that we are not required to stop working under the stay-at-home order that came out from the governor's office for the entire state earlier this week. I will share that realtors obviously have to take tremendous precautions in terms of keeping themselves and their consumers safe. But at the same time, we have people who are coming into Florida or have transactions that are scheduled to close and they need somewhere to go. These are their homes. And so we need to do everything we can to facilitate these transactions as safely as possible. Yeah. So, um, and with that in mind, then uh, as they continue with their transactions, uh, my next question is what types of safety best practices can realtors adopt to help mitigate the spread of COVID-19? So Rose, this is where I am awestruck by your industry. As this crisis has gotten worse, I have watched your industry transform overnight, and it is nothing short of impressive. Realtors have begun to operate almost 100% online. They have completely pivoted in the way they communicate and interact with buyers and sellers. The Florida Realtors offers a tech helpline that is a free service to all of our 190,000 plus members. And our call volume has increased. And the number one call we're getting is on the Zoom software. And that is an online software which allows face-to-face -face communication by video chat. And we have realtors who are now holding virtual open houses and they're doing everything online so they don't have to expose a buyer or a seller to a possible danger area where they could contract the virus. So the safest way to practice real estate right now is at home, online, um, without being exposed to the virus. Obviously, there's going to be times when you might have to actually travel outside to actually do a closing or to possibly show a property. And at those times, you need to make sure that you are following the CDC guidelines. The Center for Disease Control consistently updates those guidelines. And it is possible that in the coming days, according to the press this morning, they're going to issue guidance that when you are outside, you might want to wear a mask. I agree. And uh, I'm one of those realtors as well that has needed the technology line and it's been very helpful. And we've definitely had to evolve and pivot very, very quickly so that we can keep our community safe, still continue to service our clients, our customers. Yeah, see, safety in mind, safety a priority for realtors. Uh, so now that we know open houses are not recommended, are in-person showings still going? So they are technically allowed. I think they have been dramatically reduced due to the danger. 
I think that people are looking for ways to do them online, if at all possible. But yes, there are going to be times where showing is necessary. And as I'm watching realtors talk openly about the CDC guidelines, I'm watching realtors take precautions with regard to cleaning products and wearing gloves and wearing masks and absolutely making sure that you don't have anybody unnecessary accompany you. Um, It really is best that you limit the amount of human contact you have. You know, unfortunately, um, families, sometimes they look at homes together and this is not the time to do that. You want to make sure that you limit the number of people with you and under no circumstances do you ever have more than five or 10 people congregated in one space. It's just not safe. You know, Margie, uh, closings as well. When we're closing transactions, we've uh... We're, we're really working hard as realtors to just have the signer at the closing and we can attend the closing and still be there to represent uh, our sellers and our buyers uh, via FaceTime or Zoom or conference call. So that's another practice I think that uh, is crucial for consumers to know out there. And it's all because we're trying to keep them safe, obviously, keep everybody safe. Speaking of that, um, I had a consumer ask if they could preview a home without the owners there and no realtor present? So that's a very unique question. And you're going to have to look at different sets of rules to determine whether or not that's possible. For example, if the property is on an electronic lockbox through your local association, there are very specific rules with regard to who can and who cannot open a lockbox. So I I would refer the realtor to their local association to identify if that is allowable under the current rules. Um, It certainly is not illegal for someone to preview a home if the owner is okay with it and the realtor is okay with it. But that being said is you want to make sure that you're following all applicable rules and that the consumer understands exactly what is and what is not allowable if that were to occur. And I think we can get a little creative. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, if it's a vacant property, potentially I could go open up the lockbox and just wait outside and let them do the vacant property entry. And then when they're done, we just go back in to lock it up and give them the space that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Rose, that's the kind of innovative thinking that I'm talking about is that's mm-hmm. coming up with a solution to keep everybody safe. And I admire that. Well, yeah, I think that's what we have to do as realtors. You know, and, and honestly, this is, I mean, this is this situation and this circumstance, which none of us have ever encountered. But at the end of the day, as realtors and you know, I've been in this business 20 years. Uh, the truth is we always have different situations and circumstances happening and we're always evolving and we're, we're always having to adapt. This is no different. We're having to find solutions. I think the difference is that this has happened overnight, um, but, but we'll definitely continue working hard at finding solutions so that people can close on the properties and, and be comfortable. So let's see, uh, another consumer question here for you. Um, what can I do to help with my purchase or sell to make the transaction uh, go more smoothly under the current circumstances? Well, if you're a buyer who wants to buy or a seller who wants to sell, then the first thing you need to bring to your transactions right now is patience. You also need to bring an open mind. It is amazing what I'm watching go on across this country. I am watching people go to closings in parking lots where one closing agent is in one car and another closing agent is another car and they're not sharing the same pen and everything that gets exchanged is careful. So I think that you need to be prepared for things to be a little bit different than you anticipated and you want to be patient. And in the event of delays, there are ways to address those and we can talk about that a little bit later. And I agree with all of that. So uh, let's see, we have another question here. If I lose my job, 
while in a purchase transaction, am I protected? Is my escrow protected? And uh, does the loan guidelines change? So Rose, I will share with you that Florida Realtors has a legal hotline, and that is a service available to all of our realtor members. And the number one question we are getting right now is related to COVID-19 contract challenges. So if I am a buyer, I need to be looking at the contract that I have executed. I need to be talking to my realtor if we need to make any kind of adjustment, if I need an addendum. Um, I will share that Florida Realtors, I want to say two weeks ago, published what's called the COVID-19 purchase addendum. Um, That can be executed by the buyer and the seller to extend all kinds of different deadlines that are located in the contract. More importantly, that addendum has specific language with regard to the buyer's deposit. If for some reason they lose their job or they're unable to get a mortgage, following what everyone believed to be was the loan commitment or the loan approval, but before closing. Mm -hmm. Um, But keep Mm -hmm. in mind, that's a bilateral agreement, meaning both parties have to agree in order for that to take effect. Correct. And and hopefully everybody realizes out there as consumers that, you know, you're you're correct about the patients because uh, timelines, uh, you know, things are just taking a little bit longer because we're all adjusting, all the services in real estate are adjusting. So I definitely believe that People need to be patient and people need to be reasonable and try to understand that everybody's got a different circumstance and everybody's under high anxiety. So um, I think practicing that and just realizing that we're all doing the best we can is is very important in the transaction so that we are successful and we do get it to closing, even if it takes a couple of extra days. It's okay. Realtors out there who have questions or who are struggling to understand how all of this comes together, we have compiled products, tools, and services on our coronavirus resource page. You just have to go to floridarealtors.org and you will be able to find the entire resource center that has everything from videos to forms to Q&As to the updated news with regard to the executive orders from the governor. All of that information is in one place for realtors and I would encourage all of them to visit that page for more information. Absolutely. I've actually been on that page and you know, I think it's a team effort. So if you're a consumer listening to this right now, you could go to your realtor and say, Hey, I heard this podcast. Let's work together. I want to make sure that, you know, in other words, we all got to help each other. So to me, it's just as important for my buyers and sellers to be communicating. And if they hear something, I'm open to listening to what they've heard or any advice. I mean, we're all working together to find those solutions. And that site is really wonderful, by the way. I've I've definitely shared it. My last question here that I have for you is, with the current state order, can a vendor still proceed with the necessary work to my property? That I would most likely defer to the vendor because it's going to depend on what kind of service they're providing. Is the definition of essential service is not necessarily black and white in terms of definition. So it depends on what the service is and whether or not it falls under the definition of essential services um, as outlined in the governor's order. Final words of advice, Marty, anything that you want to share with us before you part? What I can share is that for the last 20 years, I have had the privilege to work with realtors as they have faced challenges in their daily businesses. And I will tell you that they are committed to working with buyers and sellers and getting things done. You all are the keys to your communities. And we know that the buyers and the sellers need help right now. And so I encourage you that, you know, pick up the phone talk to your local realtor about what's going on with your transactions, and they're going to be able to help you and guide your way. 
I agree. I think that's wonderful advice. Uh, we appreciate your time. And we also appreciate all that Florida Realtors is doing for us uh, on a daily basis to keep us all safe. So thank you so much. You're welcome. I've got a great partner with the Orlando Regional Realtors Association. So huge shout out to them. And thank you so much for having me. Buying or selling a home in Orlando's competitive market can be both exciting and complicated. That's why you need me. I'll use my local market insights to help you find the right home or buyer and my negotiation expertise to get you the best possible price, all while supporting you every step of the way. Who am I? I'm a realtor, and I'm the key to buying or selling your home. Learn more at OrlandoRealtors.com today. Brought to you by the Orlando Regional Realtor Association. Let's discuss the Orlando real estate market conditions. I'm sure that all of our listeners, whether you are in the process of buying or selling a house or thinking about getting started down that path, have very valid concerns about the Orlando real estate market as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. It is important to remember that we are in a global pandemic and not a real estate recession. Orlando is a vibrant destination in great demand to new residents, international home buyers, vacation home buyers, and investors. While we can't offer short-term market predictions because this is a situation the likes of which we've never encountered, we are confident in the long-term strength of Orlando's real estate market. Now for the numbers. Home sales for the month of March are actually up by 2% compared to March of last year. We do expect sales to drop in the coming months as homes already under contract complete their transactions and fewer new contracts are added to the pipeline. The median price of homes sold in March are up by 8%. This increase can be attributed in part to the historically low interest rates that buyers are taking advantage of. Low rates increase buyers' purchasing power and allow them to buy homes with higher price tags. Orlando is still challenged by low inventory conditions with the number of homes available for purchase overall dropping by 10% in March. The good news is that if you are interested in a townhome or a villa, that home type is currently experiencing a big jump in availability. Our housing market numbers are provided by the Orlando Regional Realtor Association. Please visit orlandorealtors.com for more information. Thank you for joining us today and taking your time to become more educated on the topic of coronavirus and real estate. We do believe that the more informed we all are, then the better we can all practice safe and efficient real estate. If you are looking to buy or sell a home, please go to orlandorealtors.com for information such as finding a realtor today or to browse properties in the Orlando area. Don't forget that a buyer's consultation with a realtor is free. And remember that realtors are your partners. We are your community partners. And we are the key to a successful real estate transaction. Let's work together to help navigate through your real estate journey in this rapidly changing situation surrounding COVID-19. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Your Key to Orlando Real Estate. Please stay safe and stay healthy. Make sure you hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
rate, and review the Your Key to Orlando Real Estate podcast and tune in for episodes on the second Tuesday of every month.